Everybody hold on to your butts. I'm going to start this really ridiculous, just so you know. Nachos amigos and welcome to another fine episode of the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast. I'm Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me, as always, is my co-host uh, for the Fanny Pack, my tag team partner, none other than David Jeffrey Majors, aka DJM. How you doing, Deej? F-A-N-N-Y-P-A-C-K, Fanny Pack's fabulous, Fanny Pack's fabulous. Petey Rave, my friend, we're back doing the Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast once again. God, that theme song is stuck in my head. It's never going away. <laughs> we're continuing the awesome series, my friend. This is the segment of Fanny Pack where I've gone into my vault of extra special awesome indie wrestling shows, pulled one out, and we've invited two guests on to see what they thought about this particular high-quality indie wrestling show. Petey, let's introduce our guests. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, we have, uh, con- as part of the Tadpool contingent, we have uh, one of the coolest guys on, on in the Tadpool, kind of one of the resident guys, the the official uh, Trek nerd stumper, at least one of the main was ones that uh, is in charge of that, uh, but de facto in charge of that. Uh, we have none other than Ice Warm Mike Boyd. How you doing, Mike? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing pretty good. And you what? Who else do we got? We have also a friend of mine from the depths of the IWC, from the ProWrestling.com forums. My f- good friend, representing Kent State University, Mr. Cody Anderson. Cody, thanks for coming on Fan Pack. No problem. Bada bing, bada boom. Realist guys in the room. Yes. How you doing? <laughs> How you doing? Uh, we're excited to talk about this uh, event today. Uh, so, you know, the premise of the segment, the awesome series, uh, is the best of the best. You know, DJ's best of the best. And when it comes to, if you know this podcast, if you happen to know this podcast, and you know we're talking about the best of the best, there's one promotion that you know we're not going to miss. The CZW Best of the Best <laughs> Tournament from 2004. Exactly. Uh, I don't even know they had a best of the best in 2004, but no, you're close, but not quite. We're talking about Chikara. Yes. Uh, we're and talking we're about King talk of about Trios. King of Trios 2011. Why 2011? Uh, because, well, out of all of the King of Trios events, including the one that I attended live in 2010, I would dare say that this might be the best weekend of indie wrestling tournament style that I've ever witnessed. And it was three nights of pure, concentrated awesome. Now, just to get it underway, uh, Mike, for a second, uh, Chikara, King of Trios, uh, any thoughts on Chikara? Well, I hadn't really heard anything about it until um, I was asked to be on the show, and then I watched the third night, and I was pretty much blown away it was it was amazing mm-hmm. i would definitely want more of it actually yeah and you had little expectations and and cody i have to ask you uh what expectations did you have coming into uh like checking out chikara checking out chikara king of trios well first i have i previously have experience with Chik- chikara yeah cody i don't know yeah pd i don't know if i dropped that one on you but yeah. cody's kind of a ringer yes as they say in various circles, he's a DJM guy, if you know what I mean. Yes. But I'm a casual Chikara fan. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, King of Trios 2011, I-, I picked this show specifically. And, uh, Cody, I know you you do have some experience viewing Chikara. Yeah. Uh, overall, just before we jump in, what would you think? I loved it, especially night two and three. 
Night one dragged a little, but overall there was a lot of action, good comedy spots, and the right team won. <laughs> the right team won. Uh, but uh, let's do, talk- before we jump totally all the way in, uh, any highlights or any significant moments from night one? Uh, I know for me it was really the the opening match of the show on night one, which is really just, you could almost call this one the DJM special. It was the Osirian portal of viral YouTube hit fame taking on 3.0 and the generic luchador El Generico, the, the team collectively known as 3.0 Lay. Uh, Cody, did you see this one, night one, the opening match? I did. It was one of the funnest from the first show. The best part was, you know, Generico. His energy was infectious. Yeah. His connection with the crowd was off the charts. You know, I'm a Gabe Sapolsky guy, and I have to paraphrase a quote of his. It doesn't matter how many people are in the room, if it's 100 to 15,000. If you can have a small crowd eating out of your hand, you have a, a giant crowd eating out of your hand. That's why, you know, his protege, as the rumor goes, Sandy Zane, has that connection. You learn that from him. That's right. That's right. Sami Zayn, El Generico, uh, by all accounts, taught him everything he knows. And again, I- I've said this over and over and over again. The sky's the limit for Sami Zayn. Uh, and uh, again, I was just so happy to see El Generico again. I-, I love, I love me some El Generico. Yes, yes. Ole. Oh, uh, gotta gotta love hearing that uh, freaking bouncing souls. Uh, that just feels with you, fills you with so much energy when, once you hear those, those riffs of bouncing souls, uh, going through the, through the speakers. Uh, Mike, did you happen to catch Night 1 and Night 2? Uh, I, 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 I think I downloaded them from our save location, but I only watched, I only watched Night 3 so far. I'm gonna go back and watch 1 and 2. Alright, well, okay. uh, I, some, let's jump in. Yeah, let's, let's jump into, jump night, into three. night 3. Yes, let's jump into night three. Uh, night three was a, you know, if you're talking about one of the nights that's got to have some concentrated awesome. It's night three. Uh, and it starts off with a fantastic match. You got, uh, the colony as, uh, the formation that existed then. Colony, which was a uh, fire ant, soldier ant, and green ant. Uh, taking on, uh, the aforementioned Osirian portal, of course, Amasis Ophidian and their then member, uh, Hierakon, who, if you're unaware, is also known as Jonathan Gresham. Uh, the the Osirian portal and the colony. Uh, what kind of context could we give for the for the guys for this match, Siege? I would call this a truly classic Chikara match in the purest sense of the of the word. This is pure Chikara. It's a six man tag. It's lucha rules. It's two Chikara teams that are Chikara originals that you will see in Shikara until the end of time. All products of the Wrestle Factory, save for Jonathan Gresham. And it was it was terrific. It, it had all of those things that make Shikara what it is. Uh, John, uh, Mike, uh, just jumping in, I know you said you weren't too savvy on Shikara. Uh, what did you think of this, just jumping in? No, I thought it was a great match. I thought it kind of started out a little bit slowly, but then, you know, it built up and was... I didn't even, I kind of lost track of who the actual legal people were at one point. Cause I think it was, it started off where everybody was just tagging in and out and then it just kind of, everybody was like all over and it was, you know, the high flying and all the kind of stuff I love. It was a great match. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we touched upon, uh, as pre- in our previous iterations of Chikara is the, their iteration, uh, their input in, uh, their use of the lucha tag. Uh, which is, uh, where as long as somebody comes out of the ring, that counts as a tag. That's as good as slapping hands. Uh, when somebody goes out, somebody come, come in immediately. Uh, and that, it creates for those great moments where people are diving and then the next guy can come in and start something else and they dive and the next guy can come in and start something else. And that's one of those, like, signature Chikara things, which, uh, makes her a great, uh, high pace action. Uh, and I had to ask Cody, uh, what was your impression of this uh, opening contest? Well, what did you think going in? What I really enjoyed was this match was one of the first one to have two Shakara teams going at it. 2011 had a, a lot of non-Shakara teams, unlike this year. 
uh, it was a much better than the BT, BDK match from night two for uh, the Colony. Right. Uh, that that was yeah. one of the things about uh, yeah. 2009, 2010, and 2011 with King of Trios, in, in that it had become so popular and so well-known that Shakara went all out with bringing in all sorts of special guests. And this whole show was just filled with them, promotions from all over the world, all eras of wrestling time and space. Which yes. was really, which is really what made Jakara at the time really, really special and unique. But uh, moving on to that, we had a, another Jakara team, Fist, consisting of Icarus, Johnny Gargano, and Smooth Chucky T. Chuck Taylor. Somebody signed this man already. Yes, yes, yes. T- taking on the team representing Michinoku Pro, consisting of the Great Sasuke, Dick Togo. And the man formerly known as Hakushi in the WWF, Jinzei Shinsaki. Uh, Mike, just jump in. Uh, were you familiar with any of the guys from Michinoku Pro? I think I was familiar with just a couple of them. And I wasn't really familiar with anybody from uh, the Fist team, except I pretty much figured out pretty quickly they were kind of like the heel team because they were the ones that were constantly cheating. Oh, yes. <laughs> They're, they're, at this point, they were at their peak of being, uh, heels. I think, well, close to their peak. This was like back in the day. Icarus, full on, he, I think he, he's gotten to Icarus was, his tattoo. Icarus might have been the most hated guy in indie wrestling. Uh, um, Chuck Taylor was still at the time, and you could probably even still say the most beloved jerk in wrestling. He was a complete yes. jerk, but everyone loved him for it. Uh, he would scare children, Elbow random objects for no reason, and Johnny Gargano was still Johnny Gargano. <clears throat> yeah, and he was like biting people's like boots and all that kind of stuff, and it was it was pretty entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody, Fist versus Michinoku Pro. Uh, how'd you feel about it? That Johnny Gargano kid really impressed me. Mm. Really impressed we, me. We, we've debated on this before, Cody. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I love Chucky e. T too. Don't worry. I know, I know. And and Icarus, of course, is gold, always. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Most hated man, for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and Mike, you were able to kind of recognize, uh, you, you weren't as familiar, but not being as familiar, how, what was your impression of the match and these guys' abilities? It was, it was pretty good. I kind of, I think I recognized a couple of guys from the Team Mishinoku era, like, um, team. But the abilities on all of them were all pretty good. They're all really solid. Also, it, it needs to be noted that the great Sasuke, in his advanced age, has really become something of a pretty good comedy wrestler. Uh, yes. Earlier in the weekend, he would do the, the slow motion wrestling with Darren Corbin from Team Minnesota. He's put on some really wacky comedy matches in Japan. And all over this show, he was just an absolute nutball, and it was wonderful. And a lot of times in this match, he still showed that he could really go as they say, at a pretty high level. And I will say also from this team, seeing Jinzei Shinzaki, uh, Hakushi, who was really a favorite of mine uh, from the the mid-90s WWF, uh, that was just awesome for me. I I loved seeing him. Uh, And it's like he hasn't aged a day either. Uh, Even in, in Japan, when he still works occasionally, he's exactly the same, and it's incredible. And the way these guys are still able to hang with three very young guys like this, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It was fantastic seeing all these kind of guys go, uh, at a, at, at the pace that they went. And I was love I, I, I enjoy Fist and it's always cool kind of going back to pre, uh, to, to, I uh, kind of the, the pre-break Chikara, you know, the, the pre, uh, everything went down Chikara and see some of these the, places. The pre-boot. Let's call that the pre-boot. The pre-boot. Uh, and even earlier, seeing kind of a slightly scrawnier version of Green Ant. It, yeah. You know, he, it, it made me realize how much more in shape he is nowadays uh, as Silver Ant. And it's like, whoa, you know, he looked like that before, and it was crazy. Uh, and one constant through all of this, Chuck Taylor is still fantastic. Yes. Uh, he still needs to be signed immediately uh, to somewhere. At least Japan. Come on. He'd be perfect really? Japan. He, he just, he'd just be a southern and, you know, uh, 
make uh, do racist things, and it'd be hilarious and awesome. You could join the Bullet Club. Yeah. Chuck Taylor at <laughs> the Bullet Club might be something. He'd fit in with AJ Styles. Really yes, yes, he would. He really would. And Jeff Jarrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, going on to kind of the next contest, a nice little singles uh, exhibition with uh, Jigsaw taking on Ultimate Spider Jr., uh, representing Osaka Pro. Uh, uh, are we okay with calling this match a cool-down match? Yeah, I think uh, it was... They attempted to be more than that, but it, I would say in the grand scheme of things, this one kind of had to be the cool-down match. I, I was... I was will, I'm, I'm willing to give this match a pass simply because I saw it as the cool-down. Jigsaw, of course, is good against everybody. Uh, Ultimate Spider Jr. was okay. This was a solid indie singles match. And I, I will say that, cause I, I was getting an impression from the crowd that they really weren't quite getting into it. Maybe the first two matches of the show burned them out a little bit. And this was night three. Uh, and again, speaking as someone who has gone to all three nights of King of Trios, by night three, you're pretty spent. Uh, Cody. Uh, Jigsaw versus Ultimate, Ultimate Spider. Uh, you, you know Jigsaw pretty well, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, what'd you think of this? Yeah, I can agree. It was a cool down match. It wasn't bad by any means, but it got lost in the shuffle. It, it was a, like, anything you can do, I can do better type yeah. of match. We're trying to show their athletic prowess in the ring. Yeah. As you said, Jigsaw you- was wonderful, but Spider, he was okay. He had better showings on the previous nights. Mm-hmm. He did. He oh. did. Yeah, and he had his moment too, you know, doing the spider thing, doing the kind of the slingshot moment. Uh, he had his moment, so yeah, it was definitely a cool. Uh, it was cool down there, but not to not to pepper your opinion, Mike. What did you think of the contest? Uh, I thought this match was all right. I mean, this was one of the shorter matches. I think it was only like seven seven minutes long, or maybe it was longer than that. But yeah, let me see. Yeah, the next time is a tag team match. So yeah, it was one of the shorter matches, but I thought it was pretty good for it being a shorter match. And with a lot of these tournament-style weekend shows with the indies, especially on the last night, there's, how would you put this, there's a lot of padding between the beginning of the show and the ending of the show. A perfect example of this, uh, this year's WrestleMania, uh, where Daniel Bryan and Triple H opened the show. Daniel Bryan won, but he had the entire show to rest and get ready for the main event. A lot of these indie tournaments, the Battle of Los Angeles, whatever IAW is doing, King of Trios, they're pretty much the same. Uh, the, the first opening two contests were the, the semifinals of the King of Trios tournament. And the rest of the show, including Ray Devaladores and what's coming up next, and Jigsaw versus Ultimate Spider were really made to give everybody some time to rest and get ready for the finals. And we jump into something of a traditional Chikara Kingdom Trios staple for the weekend, along with the Rey de Valadores tournament. The tag team gauntlet in which various tag teams will compete in a gauntlet style match with the final surviving team getting three points and being able to challenge for the Chikara Campeonatos de Parejas. Tag Team Wrestling. Uh, Mike, going in, uh, what did you think of the idea of the, the Tag Team Gauntlet and uh, the, the Chikara uh, unique point system for challenging for the Tag Team titles? Well, I thought it was pretty interesting. I had never seen a match like this before. I think the closest thing I've seen to this is something you'd probably see in like a video game where it's like a tournament. But basically, it was I like that it was, you know, they would switch the teams out after a team lost. And then there's a couple, you know, a couple various wrestlers that I've noticed from other places, like uh, Luke Harper was there and stuff like that, which I thought was pretty interesting, pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's uh, yes. a couple of uh, well notable wrestlers uh, made an appearance. Uh, forget, forgive me, because I'm, I'm seriously drawing a blank. Was Mr. Cesaro on this show anywhere? Anywhere? No, on this he weekend? was not, and uh, no. he wasn't yeah, in this him. weekend. He was actually touring Japan. At he was the in time. Okay. Yeah, and th- in, that was the motivational factor of Eddie Kingston would not touch uh, the head, but yeah. This must have been like right before he, he got signed. Also, Sarah Del Rey, the trainer in NXT on this show, uh, tagging uh-huh. with Daisy Hayes. 
Yeah, this is the first time I've seen them, and I was I was really impressed. I mean, even though it was they weren't in like in the match for like a, like a really long time, I was pretty impressed with some of the moves they were doing. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, they, uh, Sarah Del Rey and Daisy Hayes were were a pretty great, enjoyable tag team. And as I said, Sarah is training the divas now in NXT, so it's she's fantastic. She's top quality. Yes, uh, Cody, yes. the tag team gauntlet. You've seen these Chikara wacky tag team gauntlet shows before. Uh, what did you think? It was fun. The the best sequence there was what Darkness Crabtree and yes. Matt Classic and Darkness Crabtree. You guys, yeah. you guys, the best oh, part of it. I love me some Darkness Crabtree. I love yes. me some Darkness Crabtree. So anytime he shows up, I lose my mind and. Him and Matt Classic were a, a perfect combination. Uh, and I, I remembered when they were in that Matt Classic and, and Darkness Crabtree, it, it started off with, with Darkness kind of big leaguing the young kid Matt Classic, saying, yes. hit the bricks, Matthew, I got this. And then he didn't, because Darkness Crabtree's really, really, really old. And like, it's, uh... old. And then it starts off with it. And we have Matt Classic uh, mistaking uh, Sarah and Daisy for ring girls and handing them handing them his gear, uh, <laughs> and then turning yeah. around and like, "All right, bring also, the guys up." Mike, don't forget and, he was going to spank her too. Yes. And to Mike and to anyone out there that might be confused as to why we're talking about Matt Classic, I'll put it this way for those of you scoring at home. El Generico is to Sami Zayn as Matt Classic is to Colt Cabana. Figure it out from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, like, to... yeah, I thought that whole segment was was pretty funny. It was a good way to like, you know, like add a little bit of humor to the show. Yeah. And, and that is that is something that Shakara does exceptionally well in that they they do not allow pro wrestling to be forgotten for what it is, and that it is a strange, silly genre of entertainment. And so many times over the years, the the tag team gauntlet, and not even the main tournament itself of King of Trios, are, are what oftentimes bring about the best moments. And I think this tag gauntlet and many others are indicative of that. Uh, and I, I think that going on later in the show, we have one of those matches that we're going to talk about later that I think was a really, really great moment. And it wasn't even part of the tournament. Mm-hmm. But, uh, uh, but yeah, right, right now... I want to ask Mike, did you have any particular favorite moments from the tag team development or particular favorite teams that you enjoyed? Uh, favorite teams? Um, probably, not, probably not. It's probably... Probably Brody Lee and Grizzly, Grizzly Redwood probably because I at least recognized or... I guess we know him now as Luke Harper in WWE, and that was that was nice. And then also, I was really impressed with you know Sarah Del Rey, and, Sarah Del Rey and Daisy because like I had really never seen them before. I mean, I think I've heard the name or heard I've heard of Sarah Del, Sarah Del Rey from from NXT, but had never seen her wrestle, and it was really impressive. Yeah, and they they really exhibited like fantastic women's wrestling, and I think even now going into this following contest, you know, speaking of exhibiting uh, fantastic women's wrestling, we have. Uh, Manami Toyota, one of the best of all, one of the greatest of all time, at least, uh, 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 uh taking on, uh, the wonderful Madison Eagles. Uh, Deej, what, what are you, let's start with your thoughts. What, what can context can you give the guys about these two, uh, competitors? Well, Madison Eagles, uh, is another personal favorite of mine. In my opinion, the best wrestler to ever come out of Australia. Uh, she cut a promo before this match. Uh, basically saying that if she wanted to be seen as one of the best, she had to compete and beat one of the best, that being Manami Toyota. Manami Toyota, arguably one of the greatest professional wrestlers of all time, male or female, innovative, athletic, uh, intense, put on countless high-quality matches. She's everything a, a Joshi megastar is supposed to be uh granted at this point she wasn't exactly young in comparison to madison eagles but the match that they had 
in my opinion, was pretty darn good. Uh, Cody, Cody, uh, I know you're you're a watcher of Shimmer, uh, so you and you probably know a little bit about women's wrestling. Uh, Madison Eagles and Manami Toyota. What did you think? If I if I recall, I think this is when Madison Eagles was starting her best work during this period and was becoming her own and a name in women's wrestling. And you know, Manami Toyota is a legend, Joshi, and here, but it met my expectations. Shakara just continues to deliver top-notch women's wrestling. Toyota may be the greatest female wrestler, and she may be up in the top 20 wrestlers of all time, including males. Yeah, yeah fantastic. And I thought uh, Mike, you, Mike, Mike. Yeah, what, did your, what was your uh, impression? I'll just say, giving you context, uh, think of this uh, in comparison to what you normally see from ladies on television. Uh, what did you think of this by itself and in comparison? Well, by itself, I thought it was a great match. You know, great performances from both both the uh, contestants or wrestlers, what do you want to call them? You know, like it was like a lot of like technical wrestling, and you know, also some you know top rope stuff and all that. And compared to what they what they what what they I, I've seen lately from like WWE, it just blows it out of the water easily. Uh, I will say I mean, thanks I just, to Sarah, NXT is better, but you can thank yeah. Sarah for that. Yeah, because I probably haven't seen like a decent like divas match. You know, or probably since like you know, like the like the Trish Stratus and Lita days, probably. Uh, and, I think, if, and I think this is probably even to, better than that. If you're able to watch NXT, do that because you'll see it there, and you'll you'll see what uh, I see is touches of Sarah Del Rey's influence all over the ladies in NXT. Uh, it's th- there's definitely a difference. And going back to Madison Eagles for a second, she is someone that I would say within women's wrestling is probably better all around than Sarah. Uh, I'm I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. And I I think that she is someone that is on the level of a Manami Toyota in her day. And I I enjoyed every second of this. Uh, Seeing Manami Toyota get... uh, Executing all of her moves, seeing Madison Eagles really hanging with her, uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Madison Eagles is always always gives us always gave us uh, our one of our favorite moments, I believe, from WrestleCon or one of the events where uh, she got streamers, and her reaction was, "I got streamers!" In the most excited did. reaction, in the most excited way possible, and her he- uh, adorable accent, and it was it was fantastic, and I still remember that. Uh, it was just fantastic. Uh, but moving on to another, uh, contest, a couple of, uh, couple of strikers, uh, t- going at it. We have the, your boy from Yonkers, uh, Eddie Kingston, uh, taking on the visiting Akira Tozawa, representing, uh, I guess at this point, was he a Dragon Gate at this point? I know he, yes, he was. Now. Th- this was, this was during his American excursion from Dragon Gate when, like American indie fans fell in love with Akira Tozawa. Cody, do you remember that time when everybody fell in love with Akira Tozawa? Yeah, yeah. This was the time when he was in PWG, mixing it up with Hero, Steam, others. You just gotta love the crazy guy. Yes. And he he managed to keep things family friendly in Shikara, which you know, good for him. And he went head to head with the King of Diamonds, Eddie Kingston. Uh Mike. I'm really interested in this. What did you think of Eddie Kingston? I thought he was pretty solid. He had like a, he had like a, some pretty impressive clotheslines and you know the chops and all that. And then he 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 was pretty impressive. He kind of reminded me of some of the. I think it was like in the WCW when they had. I don't know if it was what the what their group was called, but it was kind of reminded like of them, and they were like kind of like an Italian mob kind of kind of angle. I was reminded like of that a little bit. It could have been that, something like that. But I mean, I mean, he was obviously better than than those guys. But I thought it was pretty solid and really, like I said, like some of the like the kicks he was getting hit with, and like then like the close, like the finish where it was, um, I think it was like a spinning chop was pretty impressive as well. Uh huh. Yeah, it was some fantastic work. Like Eddie Kingston, I've said I've said it before, uh, is one of those interesting anomalies uh, in Chikara because Chikara is this kind of. Semi wacky promotions, uh, very comic book, very cartoon character. Uh, but then you, you have this angry dude from Yonkers 
this angry dude from Yonkers shows up uh, and starts hitting people with sliding D's and uh, spinning uh, back elbows. I mean, yeah, spinning back fists and like, uh, and it just kind of throws you for a loop. Uh, is that what do you think, Cody? Do you do you agree with that sense that Eddie Kingston is kind of this odd man out, but in in the best ways possible? Yeah, he really doesn't fit in as like you know a comedy character, but he fits in perfectly with them. He's the oddball. He's the one you need. Yeah, just his hard hitting style. Yeah, his hard hitting yeah. style. His back this to the future. Is uh and and the promos like it? I don't know if necessarily this was the best promo, but he's one of the best promo guys in indie wrestling. Like, uh, his. His promo, I don't know if you remember it, the promo he did on, on, uh, Lince Dorado, you know, the, the world is cold bundle up, you know, where he referenced, uh, Lince Dorado's seizure. And it's like, when, you know, when you, when you, when you was lying on the ground, foaming out your mouth. And it's like, he, he gave me goosebumps. That was one of the best promos of all time, I think, of, of indie wrestling. Uh, it's just fantastic. And I, and I, I dig Akira Tozawa. Uh, he's, especially recently, he has a very cool manic style <laughs> that is fantastic. And, uh, he does some cool things that remind me of like video games because it's like the way he runs is so manic and fun. Uh, it's fantastic. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that being said, that was me- uh, Eddie Kingston and Kira Tozawa. Uh, moving on. To I think one of the best storylines in the night, which was the kind of the the the, the of Voldemort's finals, we had the one two three kid, uh, and otherwise <laughs> yes. known as Sean Waltman, the one two on three El Generico, El Generico for the Raid of Voldemort. I just want to I just want to say once again, thanks to my hero and my man crush, Lightning Mike Quackenbush. For being involved in putting all of this together and just giving me so many memories of the good things that came out of the World Wrestling Federation in 1995. The 123 Kid, Hakushi, just, just wonderful. And th- yes. this match, this match. Yeah. Yes, yeah, this I think match. this is probably my favorite match of the, of the thing, I think. I, I one think of that, I think that this match between El Generico and the 123 Kid, this may have been the match that dis- that helped El Generico decide to go back to Tijuana and take care of the orphans, as it were. Mm-hmm. I-, I think, and Cody, Petey, you understand what I'm saying, Mike. I, yeah. I don't know if you-, you get what I'm alluding to here, but I- I'm pretty sure this was the match that yeah, sealed is... El Generico's fate. This this yeah. probably got a lot of the world's attention on El Generico. Mm-hmm. It probably told him like, okay, this is this is where you know, I've accomplished as much as I can accomplish. This is my top, you know, uh, performance. Uh, you know, at least one of them. And I think it's you know it's time to put that uh, part of my life behind and do good for the world. And uh, then ne- yeah. next thing you know, Sami Zayn was at NXT. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, El Generico to, to was carry on El Generico's it. torch. He, yeah, he, El Generico, remember, remember, because yeah, I'm sure the kid. Probably put his name out there after that match, but uh, in the end, it was his protege, Sami Zayn. Yeah. Uh, put in a good word for him, which is nice. I think that was a really good thing that you did for him. Uh, uh, Mike, what did what did you think overall seeing the one two three kid uh, as he called it his redemption uh, in pro wrestling? Because Lord knows he's been through a lot. Yeah. Uh, what did you think? I thought the match, like overall, I just thought the match was amazing. Like something like the. The top rope, like X Factor, and then the top rope brain buster, like onto the turnbuckle. I thought he was just gonna like do a like a regular brain buster, like off of the turnbuckle onto the mat. And I was really as impressed, was, as it was known in the Indies, the brain buster. Yeah. So overall, like I, like I, I hadn't seen you know the one two three kid like wrestle in a in a while. It had been probably whatever his last run in WWE was. And then, you know, I've seen him in various interviews and stuff like that, but I was, uh, he was he, mostly, he was mostly in Mexico for, for triple That That's where he had been most of the time. He's, he's pretty much semi-retired now, but uh, th- this was kind of like his last 
big match. Yeah, because at the end, he said it was probably going to be his last year doing it, I think. But But overall, I was in Mexico for a while. Yeah, I had Uh, read that he he was down there. I just hadn't seen anything with him in, like, from that, that area. But, like, this match, I was, like, reminded of, like, how good of a wrestler, like, he actually is. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I liked him back in the back in like the WWE days and WCW when he was in the NWO, and then you know seeing this match, like it was reminded me of just like how awesome he can he can be. Yeah, and then you know El Generico, I've seen like I've seen like clips of him, like some like some stuff from like Ring of Honor and stuff like that, and this match was you know amazing as well from from both both wrestlers. Yeah, uh, C- Cody. What, what is there left to say about El Generico? What is there left to say? First off, this is the dream match I never knew I wanted. I needed this in my life. You know, <laughs> the emotion was off the charts. Redemption. Because he did need it, you know. Just remember his teenage run with the band near the end. Yes. <laughs> How great that was. Uh, the band. But Generico... Oh, the- he was the king of he was the king of the Indies at the time. Danielson gone and others. He was the king in this match. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, yeah. again, it's it's so great to see his his protege Sami Zayn doing so well in NXT, and and I feel like it's it's only a matter of time for for mm-hmm. Sami Zayn. You learn from the best. Uh, but moving on to, 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 to the, the main uh, event. Of the evening. Or the, or the main event of the evening. Uh, as the, uh, at this point, still wildly haired, uh, uh, Gavin Loudspeaker. God, it's crazy seeing that hair again. I wish I had hair <laughs> We're so like used that. To, yeah, Me too. It, it, yeah, it's like, nowadays it's just, you know, the greasy locks, you know, all, you know, all worn down, but, when he had it like all spiked and going in four different directions, it was amazing. He was um, taking cues from his cousin, Loud and Noxious, from Kaiju Big Battle. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, I think he does decided to create his own identity, which is nice. I mean, but I miss the hair. Uh, but that being said, uh, the main event of the evening, the King of Trios finals. We had the Colony, uh, Fire Ant, Soldier Ant, and Green Ant. I guess the Colony 2.0. Uh, Taking on Fist, uh, Chuck Taylor, Johnny Gargano, and Icarus. Uh, we talked about the guys, uh, already earlier in the show, uh, but this was a, you know, throwdown, showdown, uh, between, uh, the, the colony, the, the great ants of, of, uh, of the, the ultimate, the ultimate Chikara Rudo team and the ultimate Chikara Technico team. It was exactly. good versus evil. It was more perfect. Pro wrestling big time match. Uh, Mike, what did you think of the finals? The finals I thought were really interesting. I, I there was one moment I don't know why like I focused on this. I I watched it a couple times just to see what happened. There was a part where I think like Green Ant was like against the post and like Chuck Taylor hit him with a chair and the way the chair like flew out of his hand was really funny looking. But overall, like the match, I I loved like you know like it was even like more high flying than the the first match they were in. Like, especially with the, like, what was it, like, the green, or soldier ant, ant, fire ant, basically, like, hoisted green ant, like, above the ring, probably, like, at, like, at least, like, 10 feet up, and then... The ant hill. Yeah, that the was a, that was an awesome finish. And then also, when the, I, like, I hadn't seen this in wrestling either in a long time, was when people throw, like, the, I guess, I guess it's, like, chalk, I think. Yes, 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 I was glad to see that stuff come back, because that's been a while since I've seen that. I don't know if that's... Like exclusive to the Indies or more used there, but yeah, it's it's that's one of those things that I talk about with Jakara, where you see those those little Easter eggs to wrestling of days gone by, uh, like like some of the stuff with the, a lot of the Michinoku Pro guys and some of the stuff with Manami Toyota. Uh, there were little little nods, little Easter eggs to things in pro wrestling that have kind of fallen by the wayside. Uh, I, I really loved this match from start to finish. It was, and I hate using this word. I passionately hate using this word, but it was fantastic wrestling psychology from start to finish. I, I loved every second of it. Yeah, yeah and then fantastic. I don't know if 
like, and then I get like how they were, you know, attacking Green Ant's arm, like Alex's shoulder or whatever it was. I don't know if that was if his shoulder was actually injured or that was just like they were just doing that. Probably, I mean, it's wrestling. If he was actually that's, hurt, they probably wouldn't be doing that, it. That's but. the magic of pro wrestling. That's yeah, the that magic. Was, it was that, a, yeah, it was, that was perfect. Like, you know, know like the whole like injury, injury angle was pretty interesting because he got hit with a chair and then you know he kept getting like his arm wrapped around the post and slammed into it. And it made uh, you really yeah. want them to win even more because they were getting, they were using like dirty moves to basically like, you know, hit him with, hit him with chairs and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, but Cody, great match. Cody, what was your impression of the, of the main event? How, how did this culminate for you? It was satisfying. After years of the colony, you know, not winning, getting so close, they finally get it. There's a lot to love. The and over fist, especially. Off yes. the ultimate heel team, the Rudo team, I mean. Who have won the tournament in the past as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, with Gran Akuma. Just not Gargano. Not Gargano. Yes, not Gargano. Cody. That's true. I do enjoy me some Gran Akuma. I wish he was around more. Uh, I do too. And he's fun on Twitter. Uh, and I have to ask, uh, Mike, this is an important thing because uh, I almost feel like we should ask anybody who we talk uh, to Chikara uh, about Chikara with. What was your impression of Icarus's tattoo? <laughs> oh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, it was kind of it was kind of inter- interesting looking, but I mean, like I mean, I don't have any tattoos myself, so I can't really speak to it. Ah, uh, yes, the Icarus tattoo. Uh the Icarus. I mean, tattoo, it matches it matches the character, but if like if he changes gimmicks there, it might you know not really work out. Well, it, you need it, to watch 2014. 2014. What? Because now he is a he is a uh, Technico. Uh, he he is the hero of Chikara, and one he of the key things Chikara was back. Uh, he brought Chikara back. One of the key things of his transportation is that he covered up the tattoo. <laughs> he, wears, yeah. he, he wears, wears ring gear shirt. where the the tattoo is covered up now. Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, that makes him a Technico now. P- if he P- shows the I tattoo, know. it's. Petey, both you and I have seen Icarus's tattoo, back tattoo up close. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's worse than it, than it looks, uh, It's on so much worse. Oh, God. Yeah, I well, mean, it's kind so... of like, it didn't look, like, it didn't look too great. Like, I mean, I was just watching the video, so I guess it wasn't up close, but you could, it didn't look as good as it could have. It didn't look like anything like close as like, as good as like CM Punk tattoos or anything like that. No, or, no, and it is historically bad, and and, and uh, so it is it is a thing to hate when he takes off his. That's why he comes out with the uh, with the track jacket, uh, because it is a part of his match when he comes in that he starts to take off his track jacket, and everybody wildly boos and derides the idea that he's gonna take off the ring jacket and implores him not to. He's like, "Don't do it," and then he does, and everybody just boos uh, and is uh, shocked and horrified. Uh, at the site. But yeah, that was Shakara King of Trios 2011, everybody. Uh, overall, Cody, good, bad, indifferent. What do you have to say? It may be the best King of Trios weekend of all time. Yeah. From start to yeah. finish. Yeah, fantastic weekend. Uh, Mike, now that you have your, your first taste of Chikara, uh, full on, uh, what do you have to say? I mean, I was really impressed with it overall. I only watched the the night three, but I'm probably gonna go back and watch one and two, and maybe even like you know like look up maybe more stuff on like um online just because I was really impressed with all the like like all the indie stuff I've seen. I haven't seen a whole lot, but it's all actual like actual wrestling. It's like mo like more technical than anything that WWE does and stuff like that. And I kind of that's one reason I back in the day I. I kind of like WCW more for the wrestling, at least for like the cruiserweight division. Yes. Because it was actual, it was one of us. It was one of us. I've seen before. All the high flying and all that. And then, but I mean, I'm definitely going to like probably look like check out more of this and maybe, you know, like ring of honor and stuff like that as well. I've seen yeah, a few ring of, honor, say, ring of honor matches. Uh, yeah. Chikara is a fantastic promotion in the fact that it is, uh, does offer those, you know, that enhanced, uh, sense of, of a love for professional wrestling and that quality wrestling. Uh, and also for fun. Uh, it is a promotion that uh, takes its, takes the craft seriously. So always brings the quality wrestling, but doesn't take itself seriously. 
So, uh, is willing to pay, milk, pay, poke fun of itself, poke fun at the medium, uh, you know, poke fun at things, uh, around them and, and have fun with it while still putting out quality, uh, wrestling, quality, uh, product. Um, yeah, like, that's I, what, but uh, I, like, I was going to say, I think, you know, you don't always, always, don't always need, you know, like a huge amount of buildup or like an angle or a storyline to have great wrestling. Just like, I think this event just proved it right here. Where you can just put a bunch of guys together and they can have a great match. Yeah, but at the same token, the great thing about Chikar is how much intricate care they actually put into the storyline. Because that is something, if you do dive into Chikara, that is something that you are going to be highly rewarded on because there will be years and years worth of storytelling and continuity and all sorts of things that will keep you drawn in. Yeah, so it's like with if, WWE now, it's like they they'll start something and. It'll, it'll be like a, like a one month thing. It's like, ah, after the pay per view, this thing is over. And then, or it's over before it even starts pretty much. So, yes, if, as Cody will tell you, if you take heed of what PD and I are saying, if you dive into Chikara, you will be rewarded consistently. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, fantastic, fun stuff. And, uh, of course, uh, this is the awesome series and we, 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 we bestowed upon, uh, our friends, some awesome DJM, and I feel happy about that. Uh, I feel, I feel satisfied. I feel, uh, accomplished. Uh, and we, you know, we talked about Chikara again, which I can never get enough of, you know. Uh, I don't care if this ends up being just a Chikara podcast, because. No, no, that's no, we're I'm... not gonna do that. We're, we're gonna be talking New Japan, cause New Japan has been fucking fantastic for the, like, last five years. Uh, we're gonna talk about Lucha Underground coming up, and I can't uh, wait for that. yeah, Lucha Underground is gonna be really good. Everything about Lucha Underground looks really the good. The return of John Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so guys, thanks for coming on, mm-hmm. Cody. If- uh, feel free to tell the Fanny Pack fans out there and the rest of the interwebs, uh, what you've got going on. Right now, I'm a college student going full-time at Kent State University. Like I said, I'm studying uh, psychology. I'm going to eventually get my PhD at Pittsburgh University in clinical psychology and be a therapist. And eventually, I'm going to start a podcast of my own if this pans out well enough. Because this is actually a lot of fun. I can see why you do it all the time. Yes, it is. Yes, all the time. Uh, Mike uh, Boyd, thanks for coming on. Thanks oh, for coming on Fanny Pack. Uh, tell everybody out there what you've got going on. Uh, well, basically just all the behind-the-scenes stuff I do on the morning stream, like the Trek questions and then, you know, the mashups and all that. Um, okay. And then I also do the classic wrestling cast, which is basically kind of like this, but it's all about, you know, older wrestling. And sometimes we get into a little bit of more newer newer stuff as well, but... um. We'll probably be back with an. Ep- I did a short news episode just a couple of nights ago. It wasn't much, and then I'm probably gonna be doing an episode sometime next week. We're probably gonna be talking like Hell in a Cell and you know giving our predictions on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I have to. I gotta ask you. Uh, we gotta get. We gotta have you on here. Uh, I know I'm a TMS fan. Uh, quite a few of us are, are TMS fans. Uh, is there gonna be a theme this week? Oh, a theme? Probably not. Probably not. I haven't done a theme for the questions in a while, but usually I, those, I are, those are fun to do. I have a question as well regarding Stump the Trek Nerd. Okay. I, I, like I said, I have not listened in a little while. Is it still just the original series and the next generation? Yeah, I think so for now. I've, I'm, those are the rules that Scott, I think, put into effect back when okay. it first started. Okay. Or I guess for a, like, like a couple months they did other series that Daryl didn't really know. So I think they made it TOS and TNG only. And, and I think the movies as well. Or the movies that feature those casts, I guess. Yeah. Speaking as someone who is a loyal Deep Space Nine fan, I, I say, hmm, interesting. Okay. Interesting. I, yeah, I think like the more Daryl watches of the other series, like he might get more comfortable with doing questions, but, but usually the questions I try to find are like the, like really intricate details about like, like a certain situation, like, yeah. It'll be like a, like a line of dialogue that has no bearing on the episode at all, where yes. one person says, oh, let's order this from the replicator, and I'll ask him what it is. That That's yes. pretty trivial. 
Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And it's always fun. And it's always fun when it's a particularly bad episode and the, you can hear the guys react. Uh, and that's always fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you can, you, uh, you can find, uh, these guys. Uh, Mike is at, uh, he is Iceworm on the internet, all Iceworm, uh, kind of a nice little, uh, uh, contradiction of terms, uh, and fun. Uh, and Cody is at, uh, Catholic Sims. Uh, you can find him there. Uh, if you guys want to check out, uh, uh, real quick, uh, check out this show. If you want to check out the show and any other Chikara shows, you can go to smartmarkvideo.com. Uh, you can download this. You can buy the disc, the physical media. You can buy it, get it on demand. Just watch it on your browser. Check this out. Check out a bunch of stuff. Buy the stuff. You know, support indie wrestling. Uh, there's a couple of companies that really could use their support out there. <laughs> kind of struggling. Uh, so go out there and try to support indie wrestling. They're, they're, they're not exactly, exactly washed in money. So they really do, uh, benefit from it. Uh, but yeah, that's it. We love Chikara and that's uh, our message for the day. Uh, DJM, what's going on over at Delta Julia, Mike? Shooting the shit with two nerdy black guys is still going on. The Nanashi Anime Podcast is still in formulation. The International Anime League is currently in its first off-season. The teams have been formed. My co-hosts and I are getting ready for the first inaugural season of the International Anime League. And, as you may or may not have heard, I have joined the A3K Network over at Anime3000.com. I will be doing podcasts, videos, convention stuff, and all sorts of weeaboo stuff for the A3K Network over at Anime3000.com. And, as always, at Just Call Me DJM on Twitter, as long as I'm not hashtag evicted. Yes. Uh, of course, you can find me at PD Rave. I'm doing all these same things, you know, Fanny Pack Wrestling Podcast, uh, you know, the Halle Juku, we talk about the K-pop and the Record Breakers when we... Re- where we review the albums, uh, like we're uh, the Sword and Laser of Music. Can I come on Record Breakers again? Yeah, there, that is the plan. There, there's for, plan formulating. There's things are brewing, uh, and it might not actually be uh, the way you think it is going to be. Surprises! Uh, but look forward to that. Rebelli.net for all the shows. Check out FannyPackWrestling.com, FannyPackWP. Uh, check us out iTunes, Stitcher. Uh, subscribe to us, share, like us, uh, give us reviews. Uh, just you know, check us out. Give, let us know how we're doing. Until next time. Hasta los huevos. Hasta mañana. Don't you dare get any on. Thanks for watching.